All right. In three, two, one. And welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me, my friends. Looking forward to this episode as we dive into um, what I think will be something that a lot of people are going to resonate with. In fact, have you ever found yourself in a season of waiting? Um, Maybe a season where you're feeling this restlessness, but you can't explain it. Or maybe you're just wondering what's God up to right now? Where is he? Um, And what am I supposed to be doing? Um, You know, it doesn't matter how long you've been in ministry. I think this is an episode that you're going to want to pay attention to. So sit back, relax, grab your favorite drink, and uh, let's let's dive into this. Um, my guest today is my good friend Corinne Noble, and she's an amazing leader. We've gotten we've had some great conversations. We've been talking off air for a while with it. We better hit record. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, but she's the creator of KMC Ministries, which has a ton of resources. Some of you may know her as Kidman Corinne. So we'll throw that out there because you're going to see some of that branding coming back. I guess it's okay to leak yes. that out, right? Um, you can. You can leak it out. Um, it's fine. So you inside scoop, folks, um, right there. Um, but KMC Ministries, all of her resources and her website, we're going to put a link for that in the show notes. Um, she's got tons of curriculum and just uh, an amazing creative person. You need to follow. We'll put her social links on there as well because she's got a lot of good stuff she's sharing. Uh, if you have struggled with Canva, um, you need to follow her because I've been learning a ton lately from her for her Instagram reels. So anyway, hey, Corinne, welcome back to the Kid Ministry Collective. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> All right. So let's dive in on this thing about the season of waiting, because uh, sometimes yes. that that it's it's a struggle for all of us to wait. Sometimes. We're, we're, a, we're an Instapot generation, you know, a mic- yes. I used to say microwave, but now it's Instapot or, or air fryer. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> and uh, but, you know, the drill, we always start with a why question. And I'm just I'm just going to start with you with this one. Why do you think challenging, challenging seasons, like, like a waiting season in particular are so hard to deal with for leaders? Yeah. I mean, when you said like, sometimes waiting seasons are are hard, I'm like, sometimes waiting is hard. Like who likes waiting? Like if you ask a room of people, Hey, raise your hand. If you like waiting, like (laughs) no one's going to raise their hand. So we don't like waiting. Uh, like you were saying, you kind of went into that, like our, our culture, we are impatient. We are a, I call it a, I want it right now culture. <laughs> I mean, if you look at everything in culture, right, it's like we get our coffee, like we order it ahead and we just come and pick it up. We yeah. don't wait in line for it. We're just getting DoorDash. Like I DoorDash like five times last week. I, I'm <laughs> just going to admit it. My husband was out of town. I mean, I just had to DoorDash it and just get it right. Um, Mm -hmm. entertainment, right? We have all the different streaming services and social media. Like it's all just right there. We don't have to wait for anything anymore. And that's just causing us to have lower attention spans, lower patience levels. Uh, um, Culture is just in, it's infiltrating all of that. So I think that's why it is so difficult. Um, I mean, I think no one's ever liked waiting, but as our culture has evolved in this way and it's changed, that's, that's made it much more difficult, but obviously God hasn't changed. He never changes and yeah. his timing, his timing and his ways are not just rolling with the culture. Like, like we sometimes want him to. 
And I think, you know, that's obviously so hard for us to understand and really hold on to. So I think that's, that's why it's so hard. Oh, that's true. That is true. And so, you know, we had this conversation that led to this podcast and I'm just curious for you, what does, because I, some people are going to go, well, what, what is a waiting season? What really is it? So describe for me what it is for you. What does a waiting season uh, mean to you? You know, it, it obviously is going to look different for everyone, but I think some things that, like you said, you know, people are going to resonate with or just, you know, agree with that. I hear other ministry leaders saying this. I mean, if you're a ministry leader, you've either been through a few waiting seasons already, or or you're going to step into some. So, um, you know, things that I feel like people would resonate with in a waiting season is, you know, you feel like you're just like stuck, like you're not moving, you're not going anywhere. You're like a hamster on a wheel, just like spinning and not, not going where you want to go. Like maybe you're like, waiting to leave a ministry position or you're waiting to get into a new mystery ministry position. It's just, it's not happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it can just feel like you're stalled out. You're not going anywhere. You're not where you want to be. Um, you know, I think a lot of people see waiting seasons as just like, you know, sitting around or not moving, not going anywhere, but I don't think waiting actually has to be that way. I don't think it has to be so passive. I think it can be active. We'll obviously get into that a little bit more in the other questions, yeah. but I think people do feel like waiting is like a waste of their time. They're just sitting around waiting for the next thing. But I think waiting is only a waste of your time if you allow it to be. Mm. And that's something that, that God's been really teaching me is waiting doesn't have to be a waste of time. It doesn't have to be just sitting around passively waiting for God mm. to do something. Right. Right. Um, I mean, how did you, I'm going to throw off script here for a second, but how did, how did you oh, sense or realize that you were in this season? Cause you, you told me before, mm. you know, you felt like you were in this season right now. How did you recognize it for yourself? Mm. You know, it just, it just felt like, you know, in the past, like things were just always like moving forward. It felt like I was always like, you know, getting more opportunities, getting more things to do, getting all these projects. There were always like so many things just on the back burner or, you know, ahead of me that I had deadlines for and, you know, had to do. And then it just kind of felt like a lot of things started to fall off for me. And even like the things that I was choosing to do were feeling just very overwhelming. And like, I had like too much on my plate, the things that I used to be able to handle, all of a sudden it was like, I couldn't handle them anymore. It was just overwhelming. And I had to start, you know, intentionally pulling things off mm-hmm. of myself and pulling things off my plate. Um, but then God was also pulling things off of my plate for me. <laughs> so I think it was just like this realization. It's like, wow, I'm just doing so much less than I used to do. Uh-huh. And you know, what's, what's next. I don't really know what's, what's next. I don't feel like okay. I'm moving forward the way that I was. Yeah. So I would say that that's, you know, it's been a, it's been a couple years <laughs> and obviously that waiting season is kind of, you know, it progresses and it sure. changes and it, and it, yep. And it becomes different. It morphs, but I would say I've been in some kind of a waiting season for a couple of years. Just, okay. just being That's like, good. you know what, where's this going? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think it was good for us to get some clarity. Cause I think that, you know, yeah, the waiting season, I happen to call it that, you know, it's a Valley season, um, you know, and it's a time yeah, it, it can um, be. It, that we are learning and growing and, you know, because yes. obviously, you know, 
writing the book valleys are better than mountains. It's, you know, I kind of wanted people to realize that valleys aren't valley seasons aren't bad and a waiting season isn't a bad thing at all. Um, God's not punishing you, um, putting you in there. Um, but I, you know, so that's why I wanted to, I wanted to have you clarify some of that because, and, and to help people recognize that they may be in a, in a waiting season and they didn't even realize it. And that would help them on, you know, figure out why is there this restlessness and why is there, mm. you know, that, that sense of where is God or why am I feeling that stuck or why am I yes. feeling stalled? So I'm glad that you shared that. What, what's been some of the hardest things um, or maybe a hardest thing during this season? Because again, I know you, <laughs> I know your drive. Yeah. I know your creativity. I know, you know your passion for ministry. So what's been hard for you? You know, I think you 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 hit it a little bit there. Uh, I'm a planner. I mean, I am I'm a busy type A planner. <laughs> Let's go, 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 go. I mean, that's definitely me. So mm-hmm. I would say not knowing like next steps, not knowing what's next, not being able to plan, not being able to, you know, put together my five-year plan to work towards this, <laughs> this thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, also just feeling like, you know, that those things coming off my plate and like having less to do can sometimes make me feel like I'm a failure or like I'm, you know, not doing enough or, you know, I definitely, um, and I think a lot of us do this in ministry. We tie some of our like self-worth to our, like what we're doing in ministry. It's so easy to do that. And I think, you know, when you feel like your ministry isn't going the way you wanted it to, or like you're not doing enough, then you equate that to I'm not enough and I'm not doing well. You know what I mean? And I think Uh that a lot of us do that if we're not careful, because we, we just, our identity starts to get very, you know, attached to what we do either in our jobs or in our ministry. It's so, we spend so much time on it that it becomes such a part of us that we yeah. then we start to see our self-worth in it. And I think that's so dangerous and yes. it's good to recognize it's rec- It's good to recognize when we're doing that. I know I've done that and I'm mm-hmm. trying to like, whew, I'm trying to like separate that, that out and say, you know, what I do over here in ministry isn't, isn't, doesn't reflect on who I am as a person. Yeah. You know, yes, I have a heart to do this, but if this isn't looking the way I thought it should look, that doesn't mean I'm a failure or that mm. I'm not enough. I'm really glad that you said that because that's something that I know I talk a lot about with restoring leaders and the ministry that we do there. And one of the things we talk about is this, that that we really do need to get rid of the mentality in ministry that what we do is who I am, um, yeah. you know, and and so I'm really glad that you brought that up. I think that's a strong point for leaders regardless again of where you are in ministry yeah. um, because even if you're starting out or whether you've been a seasoned veteran uh, in ministry for a while, it's easy. It's so easy to slide into that. So I'm glad that you, you shared that because I've, I've done it myself. I'll confess to <laughs> that. That's I've had that hard time of, of having my identity twisted into my vocation and um yeah, that, you know, I, I, I'm glad that God used my valley season, my waiting season to rattle my cage enough to break those two apart. Um, and so that I don't, I don't see that anymore the way I used to see it. So, um, well, what are, I'm just going to add one more thing. Can I yeah. add one more thing? To that? Yeah, I'm sorry. Absolutely. Off script. 
Um, I would just say uh, the other thing that can happen again with these like waiting seasons, you know, things just kind of morph. So you sometimes go from like kind of one unhealthy side to the other extreme, the other unhealthy side, instead of like finding that happy, like healthy balance. And for me, it was like, you know, okay, here I'm tying my self-worth to this. I shouldn't tie my self-worth to this. Like, then I'm like, well, now I'm just not even going to try. This is what happened for me. You know, well, now I'm just Ooh. not even going to try. I'm going to like start, you know, I'm going to kind of half do things so that I don't have mm-hmm. to feel so bad about it when it isn't as successful as I want it to be. Because then I can fall back on, oh, I wasn't really trying that hard. Or, wow. you know, oh, I just kind of phoned that in. I just, I just did that, you know, yeah. and, and that's why, it, that's why it flopped. You know, that sounds, that sounds crazy. But like, I had to have God really like, tell me like you were doing this. Like, I didn't even realize I was, but I had started just kind of half doing things, half heartedly doing things so that I would feel better when they didn't do as well. And the Lord gave me this verse when he told me, when he revealed to me, Hey, you've been doing this. Like you need to stop. You need to do things well, do them a hundred percent again. He shared with me uh, that verse that says, um, whatever you do, do it as if you're working for the Lord mm. and not for men. for men. And I was like, yeah. oh. so it's not like I knew I was doing it. It was like, yeah. God had to show me, you haven't yeah. been trying your hardest and that's not okay. <laughs> Ooh, wow. That's yeah. powerful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and sometimes a- <laughs> we kind of take it, we take it to the other unhealthy, yeah. you know, side. Right. Well, now I'm just right. not even going to try. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we and do a fake self-protection. Either. Yeah. It's a safe, it's a, it's yes. a fake self-protection. Um, we think we're being safe yeah. and self-protecting and self-preserving. Pre- there we go. Um, preserving. but really we're not, um, in fact, we're going to lose no. influence. Um, we're going to lose, mm-hmm. uh, impact when we do those kind of things. Ooh, that's, that's good stuff. Um, yeah. Okay. And that's, and that's very humbling. It's very humbling oh, to admit that, yeah. but sure. But sure. Well, the Lord, the Lord shows you those things so that you, you know, you can share them and yeah. hopefully help other people see that if they're doing that. Right. And we yeah. need to repent and change our hearts. Yeah. yeah so. It's easy for us to stay in the safe places. In fact, I, I was talking to somebody that I was coaching that I've sensed sometimes, and I've saw this in my own heart. Um, so this is why I speak from it, um, from experience that early on, there were, there were times where I got restless about two to three years in to ministry into, into a place. Mm-hmm. And it was because I felt like I had two to three years of really good stuff. And then when I yeah. ran out of that good stuff, my bag of tricks, it was getting a little thin. I would, I would create that sense of, Ooh, things are going to fail. They're going to fall apart. Somebody's going to mm-hmm. slam down on me. The shoe's going to drop. And I would almost self-sabotage. Um, yeah. And that ooh, makes sense. Yeah. So we have to watch those things. That's, that's good because um, that could take a waiting season to a real negative place. Um, yes, it so can. <laughs> we, and we don't want to, we don't want to stay there. So no, because we don't want to stay there. Let's talk about some of the positives. What are some of the things that you've discovered yes. as a positive in these waiting seasons? How do you take your valley and make it better than the mountains? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Obviously, there there is so much positive in it when we're when we're open to it and we're looking for it. Um, obviously, more time with my kids and my family uh, when I've been, you know, pulling back on some things. I've had 
you know, more time for them, which is always a positive thing. Uh, for as someone who just goes, 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 and has been known to do 80 hour work weeks, work weeks. <laughs> um, it's definitely good for me to pull back for a season. I think, mm-hmm. um, clarity about like current projects, things that I'm, that I am working on that are in my hand. Um, as I was sharing, like, you know, God saying, Hey, you need to like work hard with what I've given you. Like that's, that was the word he really gave to me a few months ago was, Hey, if you, you know, all you're doing is asking for more and asking for what's next and asking to step out of this, but you're not stewarding what you've already got well, and you're not, you know, being obedient and doing what you already have well. So that's kind of the clarity I received is, you know, you have things in your hand and you need to do them a hundred percent. And then, you know, God's going to bless that. And that's biblical, right? God's going to bless us when we do well with little, he's going to bless us with more. So uh, that's one of the clarity pieces I've gotten. Um, And then just obviously when you're in that valley or you're in a waiting season, you spend so much more time uh, seeking God. I mean, this is terrible, but it's true. When we're, Mm, when we're up here, (laughs) we, we sometimes we unintentionally, we don't realize it, but we, we start to feel like we don't need God. And I think God sees that, you know, and when we're in that valley season, we're in that waiting season, um, we naturally seek God more. We mm. we are constantly asking Him, God, God, what what do we do? What what's yes. next? And we're we're yeah. constantly seeking Him. So definitely, you know, seeking God more, being in His presence more, listening for His voice more. Um, those are just positives that come out of a waiting season because there's more space for it, but yeah. also because you're more <laughs> desperate for it. Yes, yeah, it's amazing how we create more space. Um, in those seasons, I'm glad you use that term that that's, that's a really good thing. Um, I'm sure we'll get back to that, that point later too. So what, what are some of the common misconceptions, um, Mm. about going through challenging seasons, like waiting and that kind of thing that you've, that you've learned? What, what, what are some of those kind of things that you've noticed that you're like, oh yeah, that was that was faulty thinking about this. So what, what are you, what are you seeing? Yes. Well, definitely, uh, you know, we've said a couple of these things already that waiting is bad, you know, that a waiting season is <laughs> bad. I think a lot right. of us do see it as like a trial. Like, why is God doing yeah. this to me? Yeah. Why am I in this? Like, like we, we treat it like wrong? it's like a pun, like it's a punishment. <laughs> right. Or like there's something wrong with us, you know, that you we know. failed in some way that God's doing this to us. Yeah. Well, maybe he is, but it isn't because he wants to punish us. Um, So I think that's it. That's a mentality we have to step out of, stop being like, why, 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 why? And, and start actually looking at, oh, there is a why (laughs) there is a why for this. Um, And it's, and it's a good why, not, not a punishment. Um, I think, you know, just that conception that waiting is doing nothing and standing still (laughs) a waiting season is not doing nothing. Right. It isn't. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't be. In fact, if you are just doing nothing, and only focusing on the negative, then your waiting season is probably just going to get longer because God is still waiting for you to actually listen and learn something. Um, I do think that we sometimes unintentionally lengthen our waiting seasons because we aren't listening and learning what God Uh has for us. Uh Um, So that's a big one. Um, Again, it's like, we want God to just like take it away. We want him to move us out of it instead of saying, God, 
you know, what do you have for me right now in this season? Um, and then of course you hear from a lot of people that awaiting season, they think that like God isn't with them anymore, or they feel like God doesn't care about them anymore, or that he's like stopped speaking to them. And right. it really is quite the, the opposite that, that oftentimes the waiting season should, as I was saying earlier, it should draw you closer to God. It should open up more space to spend time with him. It should open up more room for hearing his voice. Um, so if you're not hearing him speak and you're not seeing him, it's probably because you're not looking and you're not listening, not mm. because he's not there and he's not speaking. Yeah. Um, and I would say, you know, those are just, those are the things that, that I've seen and I've heard, especially from, you know, now people in ministry, we, I, I would hope that people in ministry know that God hasn't left you or yeah. that he isn't speaking. Like, right. hopefully, you know, that God's always with you and he's speaking, <laughs> but I know, I know people who are, you know, not as close to God who, you know, have some faith where their faith just gets very shaken by yeah. a waiting season. Like, yeah. it's like when things don't go well, it's like they just throw God out and they throw right. faith out. Right. And obviously it really should have the opposite effect to draw us closer to him. Right. Well, I think that's where some of the the current tapping out and quitting comes from is yes. that people have have mistaken what they feel like is God's silence or God not changing their circumstance um, for a, well, you're done, get out of ministry, right. you know, um, and, mm -hmm. and, uh, or if you're in, in transition of positions, the, the, the lack of open doors, people think, oh, yes. well then I guess I'm not supposed to be in ministry at all. Mm -hmm. So I'll just yes, go in. I've heard this. Have you? <laughs> yes. Oh, I have definitely. And, and even for me, like I was going through this period of time, you know, you mentioned I write curriculum and I was kind of going through this period of time where I was like, am I supposed to be doing this anymore? Because I wasn't feeling like my heart was as in it. And I wasn't feeling like, you know, the sales were where I wanted them to be or whatever. Like, I'm just being yeah. honest about that. Mm -hmm. And it did make me start to question, am I supposed to be doing this at all? And then, like I said, a few months ago, I felt like God just gave me clarity. You know, yes, be obedient with what, what I've given you, continue doing it. And, and, you know, I'm thankful for that clarity because even though it isn't the what's next that I want, it was a, you know, keep doing what you're doing it doing and do it faithfully. And uh, even that is direction. And that is, you know, something that I can now hold on to, but yeah. I was, you know, questioning, should I even be doing this? Because, you know, my human heart wasn't fully in it for a while. Right. Right. Wow. That's good. That's good. Mm. So as you're in this season, you know, we know, you know, and, and people are going to, uh Oh, he's pulling out the cliche verse, but, but it's, it's not, I've done a deep dive on Romans eight twenty eight. Um, in fact, there's a great oh, book, yeah. um, that, um, Oh no, now I can't find it on my bookshelf. I had it right next to me, but anyway, um, it, cause on your it made messy me, bookshelf, right? <laughs> yeah. On my messy bookshelf that nobody can see over there. Uh, it's, uh, um, but it's a deep dive on Romans eight twenty eight and talking about the whole thing that God, you know, because we always tell everybody, I mean, as ministry leaders, we know we're supposed to teach with the end goal in mind, right? Well, God has an end goal for waiting seasons too, right? Um, yes, he does. And, and he promises for, to us to see that 
the 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 end goal is is that these things that we're going through the challenges the waiting even the suffering the hard stuff the hurts the the burnout the all of those things do work not only for our good but for those that are watching us go through them and how we respond to those yes. things um so he reveals to us the end goal and he says i'm going to use these things so i'm wondering as you know, God's plan, you know, and, and how he's using this waiting season for you. What are you, what are you seeing? How, how is God using this season for you to grow you? Yeah. I mean, now, now that I've kind of like pulled myself out of my, I don't care anymore phase, <laughs> <laughs> which I, I've been pulling myself out of in the last few months is just, you know, like, like dragging myself out of the mud of uh, just, I would say, complacency. Um, mm -hmm. Now that I'm coming out of that, uh, I feel like he is just really inspiring me to try new things again. And like I kind of had gotten to this place where I just didn't even want to try anything new. And I was just kind of going through the motions on, on autopilot doing what I'd always done. And um, I feel like he'd given me like a renewed sense of excitement to try new things, do new things. I've been trying new programs and, you know, redoing things and just, <laughs> you know, taking a fresh look at some things. So um, that's been fun uh, and also challenging. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, but he's, you know, he's teaching me, like I said, to like steward what I already have and be obedient in what I already have um, oh, while good. I do wait for what's next. Um I would say uh, my word for the year is that, that God gave me last year. He always, every time I ask God for a word, he gives me one like, like this, like every uh -huh. single year. Yeah. And, and then I just feel like it's, it's constantly um, just reiterated. You know, I hear people saying that word, I see it in verses, I hear <laughs> it in songs. Like it yeah. just keeps coming back to me. I don't know if anyone else is like that. So my word for the year um, is focus. So wow. that's something he's been really, really speaking to me about is where my focus is and my focus wow. for a good a good majority of the year has probably been in the wrong place i'll be honest and you know just focusing over here on like oh look what these people over here are doing like yep. they seem like they're handling this fine why can't i handle it why yep. am i not you know moving mm. forward like that person or my focus is is on is on me like what's wrong with me why can't i do what i used to do um you know i'm just i'm looking other places but you know obviously god is asking me to move my focus upward to him yeah. and 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 trust him so focus has been a big thing god's been teaching me about being more present um yes. both in his presence but mm. also just present in my life every day and not just constantly thinking about what the future holds i'm a, i'm very futuristic <laughs> by nature always thinking about what's next what's next but he's you know trying to teach me to be more present in the yeah. present um and then I do think, you know, he is preparing me. I can sense, you know, that something's, you know, stirring up and that he is preparing me for something that's next, even though I'm really not sure what yeah. exactly that is. I do feel like that sense. And I don't know if anyone else has, you know, had that like discernment that, you know, some, something's coming and God is preparing me for that. And I need yeah. to be ready. Very cool. Very cool. And that's funny because I actually had two words for this year. Uh, focus and finish. Um, <laughs> and uh, those, those wow. have been my two words. They're on my screensaver on my, on my computer um, to yes, be focused and my, to finish. Uh, 
<laughs> my desktop has like my all my things and my word focus is on there. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. yep. That is those are my two words. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't settle on one uh this year. Um because I try to I try hey, to it never hurts do the same thing where I'm like, okay. I need, I need to have a word. I, and I used to not do this. I used to think it was kind of silly, but the last four I know, years, me too. yeah, the last yeah. four years, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try this. I want to try something new, right? Like you, I mean, I'm, I'm going to do something different. And so I'm like, okay, all right, God, show me, show me what, I, you know, what, what am I supposed to do? And, and what, yeah. what's my word? And yeah, focus and finish. Um, <laughs> I couldn't, you know, I, I guess, I can't, I can't just stay with That's one. Good. So yeah, those were, those are my two things that I, I got to be focused, but I want to finish what I start. Um, and that it oh, also reminds good. me that God's not finished with me. Um, so it kind of has a dual oh, meaning that, that I'm not. And done that's something yet. that's so interesting. Like, that's something I feel like God's been really speaking to me about as well. Like, you know, you're, you're not done. Like I really yeah. felt like maybe I was done with some of the stuff that I was doing. And yeah. he's like, no, you're not yeah. like, keep doing it. So, yeah. Oh, it sounds like, God's really speaking some of the same stuff. <laughs> yeah, he does that, were, doesn't he? There were, yeah. yeah, there were days where you know, and in fact, I shared uh, in the in our in the Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group just the other day. Um, I have a very raw moment in, in where, uh, and I, I was going to actually record a podcast about the whole thing, but it was just this idea of, you know, a. a last Sunday, it was, it was hard. We've gone to three services in, in the church that I'm, I'm serving it with right now. So much. And we were shorthanded. Um, we, we, yeah, not, of course. we were shorthanded before we went to three. Now we're at three and we're even more shorthanded and we have, um, our first service is small. Um, but our middle service is jam packed. Um, in fact, of we course. went over, we went over a hundred kids in the room, um, first through fourth Ooh. grade. Uh, yeah. And we had nine workers. Wild. Um, so it was like, Oh boy. Uh, and, and I just, uh, you know, I teach live and I love to teach and I love to be creative when I teach. And I, I put a lot of effort and energy in, and I felt like Sunday I had just bombed. I, I, I just, yeah. I mean, there. there was just, it was one of those weekends where I just didn't feel good when I got done and I was exhausted and I felt like I was grouchy from the stage because I kept stopping and having to talk to kids and, and yeah. some of my leaders weren't engaging the way they could have. And I was frustrated and I, and I literally just walked out to my truck and was like, do I even have it anymore? I've been doing this for 35 years. Maybe it's yeah. time for me to go find something else. Maybe I should go work at Walmart. Um, you know, or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I was, I was feeling it all the way across the yeah. parking lot. Um, and, uh, ran out of coffee, you know, which was terrible. Uh, <laughs> but, but I, I literally got into my truck and, um, I have the notes sitting on my desk, but I got, I had this envelope handed to me by this one boy who bounces on my nerve every week. I, I swear <laughs> I can talk to this kid yeah. every single week and say, all right, we're going to listen to the Bible stuff. lesson, right? And him and his buddy, yeah. they get together and they instigate with each other. But Sunday before time. service, yeah, Sunday before service, he handed me this this letter. It was right. folded up. It was in an envelope, an envelope, and I I just shoved it in my pocket. Didn't look at it till I got into my truck. And when I read this thing, I had tears in my eyes, and I was just like, okay, yes, because he just talks about thank you for teaching me about God. It's changed my life. Um, when I feel down, I know I can always count on you and God to help me. And I was just, I was wrecked. Mm. 
um, yes. totally wrecked. And, and, but I was literally going, am I done? Yes. Am I finished? Yeah. And then God goes, Hey, you're, you've got a lot more to finish yet. Um, so yes, those words are, I saw, are... <laughs> I saw that video too. And so many people were commenting like that just, <sighs> you know, I think if, if you've been in ministry for any length of time, you resonate no. with that, that feeling. Like we've all no. felt that feeling <laughs> at some point. And I've had, I've even had recent Sundays where I was just like the speaker. I'm not even the kids pastor at my church right now. And yeah. I felt like, was anyone listening? Like, did yeah. anyone get anything? Like, I thought I was a yeah. good speaker. Like, yeah. what's going on? I did too, you know? I mean, uh, yeah, it was just, yeah. and I just, yeah. So I felt like I had to because I knew there that, were people out there. But that's such a God moment. Yeah. That's such a God well, moment that you. that you got that letter. I mean, yes. And, <laughs> and that you shared that with everyone. I mean, that is so encouraging because I cannot imagine how many people probably felt exactly the same way you did yeah. on Sunday. Yep. Because yep. I, I talk to ministry leaders and I know you do too. And there <laughs> is a lot of discouragement. Yeah. There really and, is. And speaking of that, as we get ready to wrap up, I want you to talk to um, those leaders that are going through the waiting season. They're in, maybe yeah. they're in a hard season and it's a hard waiting season. What I'm just going to step <laughs> out of the way here. What would you say to somebody if you were sitting across the, the table from someone um, look into the camera and talk to those leaders. And if you're in that place, I want you to just yeah. set everything aside and listen to my sister. Go. Yeah. Um, I'm going to share uh, five things that I just feel like are, you know, things that we need to do if we're in this waiting season, things that I've learned the hard way for sure. Um, and that first one is uh, wait patiently, but also expectantly. And I want to put a big emphasis on the expectantly part that's the active part. Like I was saying, like waiting doesn't need to be passive. Wait expectantly. That means we're looking at where we are and we're saying, you know, God, how can you use where I am right now? God, how can you use me in the future, but also in the present? So we're just being expectant. Like I was saying, that stirring that, you know, God's doing something and he's doing something right now, but he's also about to do something. So we're just expectant. We're not discouraged. We're expectant. <laughs> um, the second one is, and obviously all of you know this, we need to trust in God's timing. Uh, we know this, we could, we could preach it. We probably, probably all preached it a few times, but we all still need to hear it, right? God's mm -hmm. timing yep. is not our timing. It almost never is. So when you feel like the waiting season is too long, God knows that it's exactly the right length. So we have to trust in it. And like I said before, the, the worst thing we can do is just look at all the negatives and and just sulk and not see and not listen to what God is saying and actually lengthen that waiting mm -hmm. season unnecessarily. So we really need to just say, no, I'm not going to try to fix this on my own. I'm going to trust in God's timing and really ask God. This is the third one. Ask, what is God teaching me? Keep asking that. You can ask it every single day, if, as long as you feel like you're in a waiting season. In fact, ask it every single day, no matter what. God, what are you teaching me through this? Because the, I, I feel like the worst thing we can do in a waiting season is waste it and yeah. just allow it to be like this time that we look back on and just say, oh, I never want to go through that again. Instead, we can say, God, what are you teaching me through this? I want to learn. I want to grow in this. That is what a waiting season should be. Yeah. So we have to keep asking. And biblically, you know, I can quote all the verses, right? 
ask and it will be given to you. So ask God, what is he teaching you? Um, listen, right? <laughs> listen to God's voice with intentionality. So that means, again, making space, making room, which God may have already done for you by pulling things off of your plate. Be intentional about listening to him and and looking for him everywhere, right? He's everywhere and he's speaking all the time. We're just not always looking and listening. Mm-hmm. So draw closer to him in this season um, and use this season to hear his voice more than ever. Uh, and then the fifth one would be just follow God's plan. Again, I'm a planner. I love to plan things out. And before I realize it, I am off running with a plan that is not God's. And I know if we're all honest, we've, we've done that, especially you planners. So resist the urge to keep trying to make these plans because you're trying to busy yourself yeah. instead of stepping back and saying, God, what is the plan that you have for me? I want to follow it no matter yeah. what. Um, and then one more thing I would love to share yeah. um, this prayer that God uh-huh. gave me. It's it's interesting. It's like a prayer that God gave me to pray to him, <laughs> but I really <laughs> hey, feel like he did. Yes. Yeah. He gave me sure. this like short, just simple prayer. And I, I feel like it's not just for me, it's for other people as well. Um, and it's something you can pray daily in your waiting season. And again, every day if you want to. Um, and that's, that prayer is it's very short. It's just two sentences. Uh, it doesn't matter if I know what is next, because you know, if you are in it, I'm in. It's just very simple. It's so Amen. simple. Um, but but that's so freeing, right? You just yeah. kind of pull that yep. burden off and you say, doesn't matter if I know, because you know. And yeah. if it's if it's in your plan, I want to be in it. So it's very simple. It's freeing. It's just, you know, breaking off those chains of needing to figure it out on your own. Just got to give it over to God. Oh, Corinne, that's so good. That is so good. So listen, my friends, if you're finding yourself in that place, go back and and review those five things and, and pray that prayer. Um, and, uh, watch what, watch what the father does. He never fails. That's for sure. So never fails to show up, never late. So, all right. Well, we're going to wrap up this episode. Corinne, thanks for joining me. Um, We're going to put all your links to your social media and your website in the show notes. So you can head over to kidministrycollective.com and head to the podcast section. You'll find this episode listed there. um, And you can um, see all the links there and uh, check out all of Corinne's amazing resources, curriculum, all that kind of stuff. She's got all sorts of stuff over there. So go check it out. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. And again, thanks for joining me. If you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and subscribe. Leave us a review. We would love that. That just bumps us up in those old algorithms um, or whatever they use to (laughs) now get this podcast listed somewhere. I don't get it. Uh, it's somewhere out there in the metaverse. Um, and, uh, yeah, who knows, but anyway, help us out by sharing it wherever you can and let us know that you're listening. We'd love to know, uh, and connect with you. If you're not part of the kid ministry collective Facebook group, come join. Remember to answer all the questions. We do turn people away because they don't follow directions. And I'm like, come on leaders. 
be, it's not that hard to answer a couple simple questions. So do that. We would love to have you part of that. And if there's anything we can do for you, please reach out. We're here to serve you. So God bless you. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for another episode real soon.